many of you have many things going on at home and have prayed for those things that are taking place. And, and uh, I just want to give you a thought this morning uh, out of John chapter 5. If you do have your Bibles, John chapter 5. We're going to read a pretty lengthy bit of scripture. So I'm not going to have you stand because we'll read a pretty good bit of scripture here. John chapter 5. And uh, here we are. This is, if you would title the message, this is the witnesses of Christ. And uh, these are people who witnessed of Christ. Uh, uh, Jesus is, uh, is on, basically, he, he is standing before these men. He's healed a man who was sick some 38 years. And these men, uh, they, want to, they want to kill him because he did something that they felt like was against the law. And so what they do is uh, they, they, they basically put him on trial. And so what Jesus does is he knows, he knows the law. And, uh, and so he, he begins to have witnesses that prove that he is who he said he was. And who did Jesus say he was? He said that he was the son of God. Amen. And so he needs witnesses to prove that. And I'm going to reference this two different, two different scriptures, and then we'll jump and we'll read John chapter 5. So just hang on there for just a moment. In Numbers chapter 35 and verse number 30, the Bible says, Whoso killeth any person, the murderer, shall be put to death by the mouth of witnesses. But one witness shall testify not, shall not testify against any person to cause him to die. So in the Old Testament law, they needed a witness to testify of someone on someone's behalf. So they needed someone to testify. Deuteronomy chapter 17 and verse number 6. At the mouth of two, of two witnesses or three witnesses shall he that is worthy of death be put to death. But at the mouth of one witness he shall not be put to death. So Jesus is... So he understands the law. He understands what, the, what they're trying to do to him. But he tells them... He, because he knows what they're doing, he says, well, I have some witnesses that will testify for me. I have some people who will tell you that I am the Son of God. He tells them who his witnesses are. So you've got your Bible. Let's read in verse number 30, if you will. And we'll, I'll read a pretty good bit. Uh, if we get down to verse number 40, 47 is where we'll stop. So verse number 30 I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. And this is, and, and he's talking about him being the witness, all right? So verse number 31, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. And he is referencing the Old Testament law right here. He says, if I'm just one witness, you won't believe me, so I need more than one witness. In verse 32, there is another that beareth witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesseth of me is true. And then he talks about, there's four, he, he lists a, a couple different witnesses here. Verse 33, yea, send unto John, and, and he bear witness unto the truth, and I bear unto Bear, uh, and I, but I receive not testimony from man, but these things I say that you might be saved. He was a burning and shining light, and ye were willing for a season to rejoice in his life. That was the first witness. The first witness was Jesus. The second witness was John. Then you go to verse number 36. But I have greater witness than that of John for the works which the Father hath sent me. That's the third. That's the third witness, the works that he does, the works that I do. 
bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me. And the works, number four, and the Father himself which hath sent me hath borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time nor has seen his shape, and ye have not his words abiding in you for whom he hath sent him ye believe not. So he said, I have my own words, John's words, my works that I do, the Father's words. And then number five, he says, search the scriptures. For in them think ye have eternal life, and they, and they are they which testify of who? Of me. He said, so the fifth, the fifth witness I have is the word of God. And he will not come to me that receive that ye might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you, and that ye have not the love of God in you. I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, ye, him ye will receive. Drop down to verse number 45. Do not think I will accuse you to the Father. There is that one accuseth you, even six. Number six witness is Moses, in whom ye trust. For had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed who? Me. For he wrote of me. But if ye believe not his writings, how shall ye believe my words? So Jesus gives six witnesses, and we'll go through those six witnesses this morning, that they witnessed of Christ to prove he was the Son of God. Let's pray, and then we'll jump into the message. Lord, we pray. We've sang, Lord, I ask right now that you will fill me with your words, empty me of self, allow me to speak the word of God with boldness. Thank you for everyone that's here. I pray for those that couldn't be here this morning. I pray for them. I pray for those <clears throat> that have evacuated. I pray that all, all, of, all the scenarios that are going on this morning, I pray for everyone that's there. I thank you, Lord, for my salvation. Please, dear God, witness to our hearts. Convict us this morning. And we love you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all. May be seated. So first of all, we witness who is the witness of Christ. Or who is going to gonna come to the, the stand and witness for us? You know, in a, in a murder trial or in, a, in just a regular trial, they will have... Uh, what do you call like uh, character witnesses? They'll bring them up and prove the character in which the person was that that, that has committed the crime, or or trying to get them off where uh, you know they were of good character. You're you're defaming their character. Well, here was Jesus before these sad, before these Pharisees, before these men who wanted to take him and kill him because he did something on the Sabbath day. He goes, I want to prove to you that I am the Lord Jesus Christ. I am who I am. So first of all, he says, I am my own witness. He said, but you won't believe me because I'm my own witness. It's just like if they put you on the stand, how, how truthful, how are they going to believe you? And so Jesus knew that in verse number 31, 30, 31, he says, if I bear witness of my, myself, my witness is not true. Jesus wasn't saying that he wasn't a true witness. Jesus was saying that you won't believe me if, even if I do tell you the truth. Because I am a witness, but you won't believe the witness. 
And that's another thing that happens at trial. Many times they put a, a witness on the stand and the other, other one will destroy, try to destroy that character of the witness that's giving the, giving, the, giving the testimony. Jesus said, if I come up here and testify, you won't believe me. You won't believe any word I tell you because I am my own witness. But he said, but there's a witness. There are many witnesses that, that have come before me going to come. He says, number one, myself. Number two, he says, John. He said, I had a witness named John. He was called John the Baptist in verse number 33. He says, ye said unto John, and he bare witness unto the truth. What did he bear witness of? The truth. Jesus, Jesus tells us that John the Baptist came to prepare the way for the Lord. John the Baptist says in, in the first book of John, or the first chapter of John, behold, the Lamb of God. And he preached the Bible. He preached about Jesus coming. He preached repentance. He preached baptism. He preached all of that to prepare for Jesus Christ to come. He said, I'm just preparing the way for the Son of Man to come. And he even said, I'm not even worthy to put Jesus' shoes on. But I'm preparing you for the witness. Jesus Christ is coming. And he was the witness he is coming. He said, well, you even, and, and Jesus even tells him in verse number 35 that they believed that witness for a little bit, but then they did away with him. And you'll see in verse number 35 that, that John the Baptist was a shining light. Not only was he a shining light, he was a burning light for the Lord Jesus Christ. He set himself on fire for Christ. He was a light shining there. The Son of Man is coming. John the Baptist was preaching the truth. And he never stopped preaching the truth. All the way up until they cut his head off, he was still preaching the truth. And they killed him because he preached the truth. He didn't like, they didn't like what he said, so they said, kill him. And they cut his head off. But he was a true witness of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, well, if you don't believe me, then believe John the Baptist. He said, well, if you don't believe me, number three, he said, believe my works. In verse number 36, but I have greater, I have a greater witness than John the Baptist. He said, I have a greater witness than what John can tell. I can tell you what I've done. Yeah. And if you go back and you look at the stories of Jesus that we have covered in John, just to those, here he goes to a wedding and he attends the wedding and he says, Oh man, we ran out of water, we ran out of wine, we ran out of wine. When Jesus says, Well, get the water pots and fill them up, and he makes them into wine. That is his greater work he's talking about. As he goes to Nicodemus, Nicodemus comes to him in the middle of the night, needing help, needing some assurance. I need to know what's going on. And Jesus tells him, You must be born again. Jesus raises the kid from the dead. He raises, he raises this man who's been sick for 38 years. That is the witness of Jesus. I am who I say I am because of the works that I have done. He said, you doubt who I am. You doubt that I'm the son of God. Just look at what I've done. You know, I don't understand the world today, man. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in the, I don't believe in the Bible. I don't believe in none of that. You just step back. Be quiet for just a moment and look at God's creation Amen. and know that it didn't happen by accident. That's right. I remember, I don't know, it's probably been six years ago, five, about four or five years ago, Stacy and I and, and Alyssa, that's all we had at the time we went to the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. And uh, as we drove out there, just, I'd never, we'd never been there before. And beautiful. You just stood there and amazement at the hills and the trees and just 
how beautiful it was. I remember going to, I think it was called Cage Cove, and out there you could just look. I mean, the fog was setting right, and the sun was shining just in the right spot, and it was just absolutely gorgeous. It wasn't an accident that created that. I've never been to the Grand Canyon, but I've heard from people that have went that it is absolutely stunning, beautiful. You can't even believe the depth of the Grand Canyon. Amen. How did that happen? By accident, I No, God specifically created this world. Bible says even, hey, you know, even, there's, there is no excuse that they don't believe in God. They know that there is a God. And we, I know I've said it before, and I said it a couple weeks ago, but you will go to the darkest deepest country in the world that has never been given technology that has never been never had the technology of today and you know what they have a little statue that they worship because they know that there is a God that created this world there is a God that created every mankind look I'm proof of that you're proof of that you say how what tells my finger to do that what tells my my eye to blink and my heart to beat and my my liver to do what it needs to do and, and every everything that I have in my body, what tells it to do it at the right time? You know, if you blink too much, you will cry. And, I mean, if your heart beats too fast, it'll blow. I mean, there's all, there's so many things in our life that, that we take for granted that we don't even think about, but God created you to be the way that you are and it wasn't by an accident and it wasn't by evolution and it wasn't by a big goop that landed off in the middle of nowhere that began to evolve across time because these things that our brain takes to run in just a moment, we can just do. Your brain's doing a million million things at once. Seriously. How does that happen? Because God created, it doesn't happen by an accident. That is that greater work. But I'm going to tell you something that's greater than that. Is your born again life is greater. Do you know what? You're a witness for Christ if you've been born again and you're not the man or the woman that you used to be. That's right. Because when Christ saved me, I'm not, I'm headed this way. And when I'm not that same man, guess what? That is the witness for Christ. People can look at you and say, man, they don't act the same. They're not the same person anymore. That's the witness of Christ that God can use. That is the greater work that God can use. This world is the greater work. His works that he did, the the healing of the blind and the deaf and the dumb, the healing he did on this earth was his witness. And they still refuse to see his witness. Can you imagine the woman at the well? I mean, just John chapter 4, he comes and sits by the woman at the well, the woman that everyone disregarded, the woman that people didn't like, the woman that that uh, that was, uh, she had to go to the well at a different time because she was unliked by all the women. She was, uh, there he comes and he sits beside her and he tells her the story how that if she would just drink of that water and she gets a hold of that water, that living water that Jesus gave and she went back into town and the hundreds of people got saved because of a woman at the well and that is the greater work that Jesus was talking about. We can all experience the greater work. The work of salvation, if you're in this morning, you're born again, you've experienced the greater work. He came to do. 
He said, I've come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. That is the greater work. Jesus answered, John 10, 25, Jesus answered them, I told you and believe, and you believe not the works that I do in my Father's name. They bear witness of me. He said, these works that I've done, they're going to tell you the story of who I am and you will still reject me. You will still turn your back on me. He, his works, witnessed of that fact. Bible says in John 15, verse 24, Jesus said, if I had not done among the, the, them the works which none other man did. They had not had sin, but now have they both seen and they hated both me and my father. He said, I've done works and you still don't believe and you still hate me. Jesus says, hey, I've got more than one witness here. I've got myself, I've got John, I've got my works, but he's not done yet. He said, I've got God the Father. He said in verse number 37, And the Father himself, which hath sent me, hath borne witness of me. He said, You doubt what I say. You doubt what John says. You doubt the works that I've done. And you can't doubt God. You can't doubt God. God said it. That settles it. Amen. Ye have never seen his voice. You've neither heard his voice, he says. You've not seen his face. You've not seen his shape. He said, that's the God who testifies that I am the Son of God. He said, John testifies. His works testify. God the Father testifies. Number five, what else testifies of who Jesus is? The Bible testifies of who Jesus is. He tells them in verse number 39, search the scriptures for in them ye think ye have eternal life and they that which testify of who? Of me. He said if you will just open your Bible. And you go back. And you read the Bible. You will find that I'm in the Bible. That you will find that I am biblical proof. I am the son of God. If you will just look back at your Bible. Sir. The Bible testifies of Jesus. All the way back to the beginning when Jesus, uh, when Adam and Eve were in the, when in the Garden of Eden. And the Bible says that, that they took of the forbidden fruit and he begins to prophesy of what will take place. He says that the Bible says that man will bruise the head of the serpent. And that testimony is Jesus Christ dying on the cross and conquering sin and kicking the serpent in the head. The, the Satan the testimony of the Bible is true. And Jesus said, if you'll just read the scriptures, you find out that I am the Son of God. He said, the problem is, see, you'll believe somebody else that he's the Son of God, but you won't believe me that I'm the Son of God. You know, even too, even true that they thought that maybe John the Baptist might have been the Son of God, but they never, never once uh, identified Jesus Christ as the Son of God with all the witnesses they had. He said, your own, my own witness, John the witness, his works, God the Father, the word of God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and righteousness. The Bible is always perfect. Amen. It's always true. And lastly, number six, he said, I have one more, I have one more witness. I've had all these witnesses. I've got one more witness, verse number 45. He says, do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuseth you, even 
Moses in whom you trust. Now, see what he does is he he uh, he goes to them because they believe the law. Yeah. Okay. Who wrote the law? Moses did. Moses wrote the law. So he says to them, he said, "Hey, you believe Moses, right? You you, you believe the law, right? See what he's doing is he's setting them up. He's setting them up to to identify that they believe Moses. He says, "Well, you believe Moses." Well, look at this. He said in verse number 46, he said, For ye have believed Moses, and ye would have believed me. He said, If you would believe Moses, you would have believed me. Why does he say that? Because in that same verse, he says, For he wrote of me. What did Moses write? Sure, he wrote the law. Sure, he gave us the law. But deep in the, in the law, in, in Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, it was weaving in, the Son of God will come. And he was a testimony. He was a testifying of what was to come. Moses preached. Moses preached. Moses wrote about God, about Jesus coming. But watch what he says in verse number 47, what sad words it is. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe in my words? Now I'm done. I want to give you one last thought and I'm done. We have Jesus' testimony. We have John the Baptist's testimony. We have his works being a testimony. God the Father being the testimony. The Word being the testimony. Moses being the Word. And I ask you, what about you, the witness? What will your witness tell? See, there's were those that went before Jesus. And they testified of who Jesus was and what Jesus was. Now, it's up to us. Will I be that witness? When people say, yep, Trenton, he was a witness for the Lord. Or no, Trenton wasn't a witness for the Lord. I wouldn't even know that you're a Christian. You went to church. I can't believe that. But the witness that I create, the witness that I need to be, is because John the Baptist ain't here anymore. Moses ain't here anymore. That's right. We have the Bible. But if you remember Jesus, or John, uh, Abraham and, and Lazarus were talking to the rich man in hell, and he told, he told him, he said, I can't go tell your brothers. He said, but I, they do have Moses and the prophets. You know what he was telling him? He said they have the Bible and they have preachers. You know what this world has today? The Bible and, pre and preachers. Yep. You say, well, good, they have Brother Trenton. No, 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 that's not who I'm talking about. Every person in here is a preacher. You say, I, you're a preacher. Yep. You need to proclaim the gospel. Every one of us have a job to do. Tell the gospel. Am I a witness? Do I witness of the fact that the great works that he's done in my life? Do I witness of the fact that God saved me? Because these men witnessed the fact of all these things of Jesus and they told it. They tried to tell the Pharisees, but they still rejected him. Even with the witness. I'm going to tell you, there's going to be people that you will meet that will reject your witness. That will reject the Bible. That will reject God. They will. Sadly enough, they will. But whether they reject it or whether they receive it doesn't stop the fact of you and I needing to be a witness for the Lord. So I ask you this, and I'm done. Am I a witness? Am I a witness for the Lord? What do I testify of? Let's pray. Lord, I love you. I thank you for this morning. Thank you for everyone that's here.
Lord, I pray that you use me in spite of me. Oh, wretched man that I am, I know I need your touch, your presence, your power. Lord, I pray for everyone in this room that you will help us all to be a witness for you. These men testified and witnessed of Jesus. But Lord, I pray that you'll help us to, to testify of you. Lord, we love you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every head bowed, every closed. Let me just ask a couple of questions this morning. You say, Brother Trenton, I'm sitting here this morning, and God spoke to my heart here in the message. I don't know what it's for. What I don't need to know what it's for. But you say, God spoke to my heart in some way. Maybe I need to be a witness for him or whatever it is. Say, God spoke to my heart. Would you just put your hand up? hands down. Almost every hand was raised in the room. Thank you. Well, I'll give an opportunity, a chance for you to pray. If you want to pray in your seats, you're more than welcome to. If you want to come to the altar and pray, that's up to you. I'm going to take a few moments and I'm going to pray for you that raise your hand. We need to be a witness for the Lord. Let's all stand. If God's worked on your heart, I encourage you to come pray. Come spend time with God this morning.